Oh, my computer crashed. Oh no, I've got a virus. Oh, uh, no way, no internet connection. Do you need help? Call IT Mayday. 647-977-7113. ITMayday.com. Hi, you're listening to Linda Pinizzato here on The Condo Expert. We were talking about whether or not the changes to the Condo Act will really make a difference with the way that the board of directors are looking after the affairs of the corporation if they are not mandated. So I don't know, you know, how do we get past that struggle? You know, last week there was a a huge article in the Actually, it was actually reported on Global News, and it was regarding the Richmond condo owners who were hit with a massive special assessment. You know, it was really sad because when I was reading through this article, I was totally blown away. I thought, wow, how does this happen? So basically, they were, they were stating that a, a part, a three-story walk-up apartment building Basically, the building's property management company dropped off assessment notices to the residents last week. And each resident was told that they were now on the hook to pay a portion of a $2.9 million renovation that was set to begin the following week. So that portion of an expenditure would actually be roughly about $1,500 a month for each person. You know, $1,500 a month. I think there's people that live in condominiums that they don't even pay $1,500 a month to pay their mortgages. So how does somebody in a condo building, and especially too, let's think about seniors or people that are on some type of fixed income. Or, you know, it really doesn't matter. It can be a business professional. How does someone all of a sudden receive notification that this is going to happen? It just does not make sense. So, you know, these are the type of things. So where does the board get off being able to do that? That's the problem. So irregardless of whether or not there's mandatory qualifications for condo managers, and yes, it is a start. There's no question about that. But how does that help people that receive a notice from an approval that was put through the board of directors that they are supposed to be paying more than $1,500 a month each? Because all of a sudden the board has approved this $2.9 million renovation. And then I guess the question is, is did they get enough quotes on this approval? Like how many quotes came in? What exactly is it that they're going to be doing to this building? Now, you know, being in Richmond, of course, you know, there's different rules and guidelines and legislations and so on. But, you know, there's a lot of people right now that are out there and they're thinking that condos are the worst real estate investment you can make. Now, we have to correct that because it isn't. Condominiums are a great investment. The problem is, is that we have to look back and think, who dropped the ball to allow all of this to come down so that we have very little governance and we have a condo act that does not work? You know, condo owners, they really want an easy lifestyle. And and I've talked about this before. And the sad part is, is legal recourse on anything relating to their fees or their increases or anything that's going on in the building that they may not agree with is downright expensive, never mind how time consuming it can be. 
So where does somebody go if they start to have these kind of problems? And, you know, the problems don't just exist here in either Toronto or Mississauga or Hamilton or Burlington or Ottawa or Kitchener. I mean, they exist all over the province. As a matter of fact, they actually are happening all over Canada. And if I want to go further, they're actually happening all over North America. So you have to go back to the beginning. We need to roll the clock back. We really seriously do need to roll the clock back. You know, I was on my way here today to the studio and uh, it was interesting because there was an, an advertising that was on the radio and they talked about how much power our internet has, how much social media has. You know, it was interesting. I was watching a show last night on TV and uh, it was two young children that are, were actually performing on a specific show. Performance was good. They were cute. It was entertaining. But interesting enough, they got 14 million hits just because somebody started the whole run. Someone turned around and put it out there. And next thing you know, someone else saw it, someone else saw it, someone else saw it. It went through all sorts of social media, probably got liked, got tagged, who knows what, hashtags all over Twitter. Whatever the case is, they got 14 million hits. And that's on something that it's, while it's cute and it's uh, entertaining, condo owners, they have to pay attention to these things that are happening around them. They are being recorded on the news. It's not like they're hidden out in the uh, left field somewhere and you can't find them. All you have to do is go on Google and type in condo owners. You will get an enormous amount of information. And interesting enough, it'll tell you about things that are happening everywhere, all over. It doesn't matter whether or not it is Ontario or whether it is in Canada or the US or anywhere across the country. So how does somebody deal with this? Like how does somebody all of a sudden come up with extra money, that much extra money per month in order to keep their property? So, you know, you can be someone out there, you know, you could be listening to this show and you could be thinking, well, you know what? It's a condo expert show. Why do I even want to pay attention to it? I don't want to buy a condo. I don't have any interest in a condo. I actually don't believe condos are great investments, so I'm staying clear of them. But, you know, you may own a house and the real estate market doesn't pick and choose that it's going to hit the condo market and not hit the single detached home market or the commercial market or anywhere else. That's not what happens. What happens is, is it becomes a chain reaction. So whether or not you're in Montreal or whether or not you're in Ontario or whether or not you're in BC, anything that's going on in the condo market is going to be affecting the freehold market. You know, recently they, uh, they had also talked about, I know in the province of Quebec, they've actually implemented new safety rules basically to prevent future fatalities from crumbling buildings and crumbling garages. They apparently had their inspectors out and they were checking 29 municipalities in Quebec and they wanted to make sure that they were enforcing new rules to protect the safety of thousands and thousands of owners of their buildings and to make sure that they have tougher fire safety standards and they've also implemented new designs, I think it is, to 
have these inspections done every five years just to make sure that there is a Quebec safety code that applies to properties. And, you know, you have to take a look at rental and condo buildings. Now, apparently it does not affect the industrial buildings, but the interesting thing is, or the 1.7 million private-owned single-family homes. But, you know, hitting the condominium world, that's where, you know, it's almost at the starting point. It's something that you have to look at and think, okay, fine, what are we lacking? And how can we turn around and make this whole condominium community not only safer, but at least, you know, more lucrative so that people's, you know, monies are protected so that their long-term equity is protected so that their communities are protected. So why would we allow five board of directors who may not be complying to the Condo Act, just get away from it, get away with it? We're just going to turn our heads and we're going to say, well, you know what, they're they're volunteers, they're trying, you know, yeah, you know, they may not know too much about the Condo Act and... You know, we can't really expect them to know this. Well, uh, excuse me, (laughs) you've just turned over your $80 million building and you've slapped it into their hands and you've said, oh, you know what? It's okay. It doesn't matter whether or not you haven't taken the time to click a button and type in building a better condo act from the ministry to see exactly what's going on right now with the review. You haven't taken the time to actually type in Condominium Act 1998 and sit down and read it. Not once, not twice, not three times. Maybe you need to read it five times to learn something. Or are you just going to turn around and put all your decisions and receive recommendations from the property manager? Because now you feel very comfortable. They've just gone ahead and they've taken a course. And our province has made it a mandatory course. So now the mandatory course is what? Is it supposed to make board of directors feel more protected? At the end of the day, they are the ones that are making the decision, not the property manager. I'd love to appeal right now to the board of directors out there. Anyone that is a board of directors, and you can relate to basically what I am saying. I would love to hear from you because you know what? You guys are the good guys. You're the good guys. The board of directors who are listening to this show and learning more about condominiums and to previous shows, you are the good guys. And why? Because you are taking the time out of, I granted, your busy schedules to learn something. But why take the time out of your busy schedules to be a condo board director without assuming and embracing the responsibility that goes with it? Sure, we can all put up our hand and say, yeah, I do. I'll, I'll volunteer. No problem. Vote for me. Makes me feel great. I feel empowered now. It's not about you feeling great and feeling empowered. It's about doing the right thing. Because it's not only a case of you protecting your own building with proper governance and accountability on your decisions for that board of directors because of how many lives that you're affecting, but you're not just affecting that building. See, that's the key thing. Condominium owners need to understand it's not just about your unit. It's not even just about your building. If there's five buildings in your immediate neighborhood and every single one of these buildings is not operating the way it should, and if the board isn't 
not operating in compliance to the act and or if there are compromised you know, work orders that are going through, or maybe the tenders are somewhat not honest. Maybe there are kickbacks, maybe there's forged proxies, whatever could be happening. If you have five different buildings around your neighborhood and it happens to be happening in their building, but maybe it's not happening in your building, doesn't matter. You're going to be affected as well. I'm sure all of you know that I am a registered real estate representative and have been since 1979. And I sold condominiums when they were at $30,000 a unit. And when comparables come down and when banks sit down and they do an analysis of the most recent sales in any particular community, they don't always just take that building. They also take the neighbor to see what's going on around you. Now, does that mean that, you know, you're going to be scared to death now? Oh my God, what can we do? Well, to some degree, yes. To some degree, you need to step forward, speak up and get involved. And the interesting part about it is, is what will happen if you get involved? We'll talk more about it. You're listening to Linda Pinizzato here at the Hayes FM Sponsored by Bayshore Health and Wellbeing, the condo expert will be right back. <music> 